You're listening to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast. We are going to start our show with our grateful moment. Evan, what are you grateful for this week? I'm grateful. Uh, last week, I got a chance to just get away, um, take care of just my self, my mental health, breathe, relax, and I feel a lot more refreshed coming back at work and the podcast. Awesome. And did you tell the listeners last week about your skydiving? Adventure? Oh, yeah. I also joined Diving Plane, which is great. Uh, <laughs> recommend everyone should do it at least one time in your life. Uh, if you do it, go to Piedmont um, Skydiving and go with my man Kai. Cool beans. All right. Phil, what are you grateful for this week? I'm grateful the band is back together this week and that Evan um, made it safely back on the ground. <laughs> and I'm grateful for my family who uh, have a heavy burden to deal with me. So good <laughs> afternoon, good evening, and thank you fans around the world supporting us. Awesome. Awesome. Kelvin, what are you grateful for? I am grateful to be at back on this podcast. Grateful for everybody that's listening each and every week. And I am very grateful that we had a successful Mother's Day uh, weekend. Um, spent some time with my mom, uh, took care of my wife. And, uh, you know, it was a good it was a good time. So I'm thankful. Grateful. Awesome. Awesome. And I am grateful for, A, for having us back together again. I felt like we were piecemealing for a few weeks. So it's always good to have the original team with my guys. I'm grateful for Mother's Day. You know, just a moment just to reflect and thank all the mothers out there. Um, it's a tireless job. And, um, you know, I just honor them, especially our Black mothers. Like, kudos to you. And um, as always, I'm grateful for life. You know, there's been a lot of death around me. So I know I say it every week and I'm going to say it every single week. I thank God for life. I'm grateful for that. So let us jump right into our NBA show. And we're going to start the conversation with LeBron James. Um, recently, LeBron, I felt like it was in the last week or two, he expressed... Um, some displeasure with the playing format for the NBA. Um, as most of you listeners are aware, uh, we had a variation of it for the bubble last year for that Mickey Mouse championship that the Lakers won. And the NBA decided to um, have a playing format this year. This is just a test run. This is not necessarily something that will go forward in perpetuity, but LeBron James had had some issues with it, even though last season when his team was the top seed in the West, he was all for it. He was standing behind it. He was excited about it. He was like, this would get people to watch. So I want to know how my guys feel about LeBron changing his tune. Well, I said, I'm not surprised. I mean, LeBron, love him or hate him. He, he's his own uh, greatest cheerleader. Um, when people were talking about transforming, uh, when he was in the Eastern Conference playing for the Cavs or the Miami Heat, and people were saying, do top 16 teams, 
he knew his East road to the finals was the current format as is going to the East. So he didn't want to change that, trying to build his legacy. Um, and now that he's out West, I mean, no one's really talking about it, but anytime it's going to benefit him or anything, it's not going to affect his legacy, his greatness or his attempt to reach that GOAT status. Uh, he's going to be all for it. And my thing with LeBron is not to be disrespectful, but shut up and dribble. You can, you can do it. You, you can still come out the, you can still come out the West. With from the seventh seed, I think uh, I think LB LeBron. I feel like LeBron. Um, I won't give him a pass this time. You know, I'm on record for being a fan of LeBron. I'm still a fan of LeBron, but I won't give him a pass this time. But I, I really think it's more so the fact that we we see his career winding down, and we see a lot of the older players when they get older, whether it's basketball, whether it's football. Um, you know, they start, they start casing and, you know, they start making points and, and gripes about things that's going on in, in their, uh, on their leagues, their sports leagues. So I, I don't, I don't find, I think year three LeBron and year, whatever he is right now, 18, 19, totally different. I feel like if he was year three, he wouldn't be saying nothing. He'd be like, whatever, the, whatever the cards was, we're going to play. But now when you get older, you, you start to worry about your legacy. Like Evan was talking about. I just feel like it just come with the territory with the players. So it's not a surprise for me, but, you know, I'm not going to give him the pass looking on the outside. And Listen, there's absolutely nothing wrong with LeBron said. Whatever comes in your favor. Let me remind you, do you remember when Michael Jordan came out of retirement and played for the Wizards? And then when he's in the ref, and he complained to the ref, and the ref said, Michael, Michael, I trust you. I trust you. And he gave the guy the foul. LeBron's doing the same thing. He has enough power to make it work in his favor. Why I'm hating. I'm not going to hate on him. LeBron, whatever you could do to make it in your favor, go right ahead. Who wants to play an extra game? You want to be on the second You want to be seventh seed and go straight to the playoff. You don't want to play no extra game. You don't want to do nothing. There's no problem because you're 36 years old. You want to go as easy as possible. I have no qualms with that. Make it as easy road. You know what? If the league switch it the other way just for him, I won't get mad. Go ahead, LeBron. Do your thing. Do your thing. Take the easiest road as possible. You know it's going to affect your legacy. But, hey, the easy road as possible. Go ahead, my friend. First of all, first of all, problem number one, don't bring MJ into this conversation about LeBron. That like that's my first gripe, right? What MJ does as the goat, the undisputed goat, is what MJ does. Secondly, like, dude, keep the same energy. You know what I'm saying? Like you, like LeBron, likes to give this aura. Like I'm, you know, I'm old, but I'm a competitor. Like I pay a million dollars for my trainer. Now all of a sudden, now that the Lakers is number seven and probably at fact, I don't think they have a chance to not be well maybe they can bump the trailblazers but now that they are probably going to participate in the playing tournament now he has all these issues this is my problem with LeBron he just flips and flops off the court and especially on the court and I'm just tired of him like Pick a stance, pick a side, stick by it. Remember, you are the greatest in the world. We had to watch a whole two-hour production 
of you going to Miami, then you declaring yourself the best in the world will show us you're the best 36 year old. Stop flipping and flopping. LeBron, you are sore for that. My man KD would have stood by whatever he said. I just got to put it out there. KD would have stood by whatever he said. So that's all I'm going to say about that. I'm tired of LeBron. I was almost with Dion the whole way till she slipped KD in there. <laughs> like you, you guys know it can't really be an NBA show if I don't sneak him in somewhere. All right. So now that we're on the, um, this topic about the playing tournament, um, let's talk about that a little bit. And for those who's not aware of the format, basically the seventh and eighth seed will play one game. Um, the winner of that game will wait to play the winner of the ninth and 10th seed game, et cetera, et cetera. And they basically do that to fill the seventh spot and the eighth spot on both sides, right? So currently right now in the East, the Celtics, they're at number seven, the Hornets, they're at number eight, the Wizards at number nine, the Pacers at number 10. On the West, you have, um, the Lakers at seven, Warriors at eight, Grizzlies at nine, Spurs at 10. And so my question for the guys is based on those teams that I just mentioned that will probably participate in the play-in, who do you think can make a legitimate playoff run? Who can come in here and shock some people? Well, could I, I just want to first say that I, I, I kind of hate it too. Like I hate this whole playing thing you know it, it's an NCAA vibe that I just I'm just not feeling because the playoffs is all about the best team in a series competing and the best team coming out with the win because you know you got to play in a five seven game series so the whole NCAA one game play in I feel like it's kind of like messing with the league uh, as a whole you know what I'm saying like the, the, the history of the league and how it's always been ran I think it's unnecessary so I let me just say that first. Now, what team can make a run? Uh, we got to include the Lakers, you know, <laughs> like the Lakers actually are included in this because they're the seventh seed. So it's a no brainer for me out of this, out of the four teams, it would be the Lakers because the Lakers are, you know, uh, what do you call them? The, the, the former champs, or I know it's another word I'm looking for, but basically, you know what I mean. So the Mickey know, Mouse champions, the Mickey Mouse <laughs> champions of the world. I wasn't looking for that one. Oh, they're okay. they're the reigning champs. Thanks, thanks <laughs> to my guy, shout out to Allen. They're the reigning champs. So, you know, of course, I'm going to go with them. Okay. So, I mean, out West, I definitely think that um, – the Lakers, I don't think anyone wants to play the Lakers in the first round, particularly, I mean, if LeBron comes back healthy and AD stops having back spasms and ankle issues. I'm not sure which one it is. My neck, my back, my neck and my back. I don't, right. <laughs> I don't even but, uh, think he knows what it is at this point. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I would hate to be a top seed that has to play the Lakers first round. Like, particularly, I'll hate to be the Jazz because I think the Jazz are, are, are a team that you can really upset. Uh, because they really do lack a true superstar. Rudy Gobert, I don't care if he's an MVP rating, he's not an MVP. And 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 uh, Donovan Mitchell is, you know, he's a volume scorer. So I would hate to play them in the first round. Uh, it would be an interesting series against them and the Suns in the first round too. Um, so I'm sure the Suns and the Jazz are hoping that the Lakers 
um, get upset. And I, I honestly, I don't think Jazz gonna play the Warriors either. Steph Curry is so hot right now. Like I wouldn't want to have to guard Steph Curry because you can't guard Steph Curry. You might as well just unless you just hack him the whole series. You can't guard Steph Curry. So out the West, I'm gonna agree with everyone and say the Lakers. The Lakers are still, still, still the reigning champions and also still the deadliest team together. Out East, I'm going to say, but Bill is out. If Bill is in, I would have said the Wizards. Like I said in the podcast earlier, Westbrook don't miss the playoff. He don't miss the playoff. So out East, the Lakers, where all of everyone has stated so far, they're the most fearful fear team. It's still the Mickey Mouse champion. Ring is a ring. So I'm going to say they're still the champion there. And I, I'm not afraid of anybody out West. I don't see any team out West is that fears or scared me. You know, the Knicks to beat the Lakers. I mean, beat the um, Clippers. Who's supposed to fear? Um, the Nets beat the Nuggets. You know, I, 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 not, I don't see anybody out there. The only person I fear really is the Lakers. So the Lakers out West. Out east, I'm gonna still say the Wizards. They're playing hot. They're playing, um, you know, stat stuffer. Russell, Russell, Russell Westbrook is continuing his triple doubles. Uh, out east, honestly, um, I mean, with Jalen Brown going down, I could easily see the Celtics, and they, and they have had a great season being upset by a team because they, they will at this point play the Pacers. Um, so I can see them being upset by the Pacers and maybe if the Bulls, I don't really think they're, no, the, I think no, the Bulls. No, Boston's going to play uh, Charlotte. The Hornets. The Hornets. Wait, wait. Uh, yeah, there's seven, they seven, eight seed play first. Yeah, they're, they're doing seven, eight, and nine, ten. Yeah, wait, seven, eight, wait, wait, no, 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 no. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, so seven, Why eight Why would two playoff teams have to play each other and then two non-playoff teams have to play each other? That's how they have it. <laughs> yeah, like, like, that's how they're doing it to determine... The, the final seed, seed like mm-hmm. the the eighth seed. So, for instance, the seven and eight seed, even though they play each other, they can realistically still be the seventh and eighth seed because okay. the loser okay. of that tournament plays the winner of the nine and ten. So, like they technically have two games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, okay. I think why this is why I agree with LeBron. Like what the heck? Like what, what was the point of all this, bro? Money generate. Yeah, you you want to know what's crazy for me to understand the format? I had to draw out like a little chart to be like, oh, he plays it. Like it's it's really weird and goofy. Um, so I think I agree with everyone. The Lakers, like they're they're gonna win their playing game. Um, they're gonna be number seven and they're going to make noise, right? The only way that does not happen is if, um, you know, LeBron and AD, they're not healthy. Uh, so I don't think we can argue that. I do agree with Evan, though. Who is trying to guard Steph right now? Like, that initial playing game is going to be so exciting to watch if it's the Lakers and Warriors because we know – how LeBron guards like superstars in the playoffs, right? Like we're aware of that. So it should be interesting to watch. But I will, huh? I, not, not to interrupt you, but I would say I would love to see Russell Westbrook play against the Brooklyn Nets in the first in the in the first round. 
that would be a very entertaining series. It'd probably still be a sweep, but it'd be very entertaining watching the emotions. Yeah. Westbrook and KD. KD, for sure, for sure. Um, out east, uh, I mean, the choices are so bad. I, I don't, I don't know, like not the Celtics, um, the Wizards, we all know what Russell regular season Westbrook does in the playoffs. Um, so I'm gonna just toss it up and say maybe Charlotte. I mean, I don't know, like who cares? Like, it, it really don't matter. You, you got the Nets and the 76ers and the Bucks sitting at the top of the East, like they're none of these teams matter at this point. Yeah, may I say so? You're saying like Charles Barkley said, he said that he said the loser, loser nine, loser 10. He said the, the playing teams are just the loser teams. So it sounds like your sentiments, you agree with that. They're the losers. As like, as far as the East is concerned, yes. Like none of these teams here listed is, is coming out of the East and it's not close. So um yeah, I mean, shout out to Russell Westbrook. Like, I can't negate, you know, what he's doing, patting his stats and putting up good numbers and getting regular season wins. Regular season wins. This is what he does, right? So shout out to him, but we all know what's going to happen come May, you know, 18th or 22nd. So it is what Fair. it is. I don't want to play the Wizards in the first round from the Sixers. Only because for some weird reason, the Sixers always struggle when they play the Wizards. Mm-hmm. Every year we play them. It's always like, why are we struggling against the Wizards? So that's mm-hmm. the team I just don't want to play. Not because it's, I think they'll beat us. It's just a weird series. Is Bradley Beal back? Like, I felt like he had like a little injury or something. Is he playing? It's we really just struggle when we play in Washington. I don't know what it is. Every play in Washington, a- no matter who's playing. Okay. It wasn't that concerned with Bradley Bill injury. I think it was. It was more. Uh, I think it was a hamstring. For okay. some reason, they didn't seem that seem that concerned. I think he'll be back. Oh, okay. Okay. Cool. I mean, because he's out there dropping a cool fifty. Like, that's crazy on a lot of people. So that's that's gonna be tough for any team. Yeah. All right. Um. So let us go on and talk about some point guards. Um. Ja Morant basically said, look, I'm top five. I respect it because at least he's not like LeBron saying I'm the best in the world, but he's a top five point guard. And what I wanted to ask the guys is who are your top five point guards this season in the NBA? And is it inclusive of Ja? Nope. Ja, you are a great guy, man. You one day will be a top five. But my top five, I have Steph, Harden, um, Damian Lillard, Chris Paul, and Luca ahead of you. And I have Kyrie ahead of you. And I have, yeah, I'll just do that. You're not top five. Maybe top ten, but not top five. Dude, you have done great things with your team. You know, I, you didn't make the playoff last year. You made, you're making the play in this year. So, Congratulations, have the confidence, but dude, you're not Steph Curry. You're not James Harden. You're not Damian Lillard. You're not Chris Paul. You're not even Luka. So, sorry, buddy. Keep trying, but it's great to have confidence. Yeah, I love your game, you know, but not this year, buddy. I'm 
confused about Luka Doncic. Is he really a point guard? Like people say he is, but I don't see him as a point guard. I right know. Now. I really see him as like a combo, more like a two-three. He's a point guard. That's what he's listed as. He's a point guard. Even on the voting for um the uh, uh first team, he could, he could actually he's listed as both point guard and forward. But he's truly the point guard. The ball is in his hand. He's distributing. He's making a decision. And he's listed as a point guard. He's not a true point guard to me, though. But but think of everything ahead, he does. Think about what everything he does. You know, that is a good argument. But think think about what he does. He's generally bringing the ball up. Not Rick Bronson. Not, not um, I forgot the other guy uh, on the team. Um, only reason I watched them is I wish them to fail because of KP, this, the Knicks. So, but neither here nor there. But he generally, most of the time he's on the floor, he's bringing the ball up. Jalen Brunson, yeah. He, they, he, um, Luca is generally bringing the ball up 90% of the time. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we just got to look at it like the traditional point guards is out the window. So just because he's bigger and he's slower, he might not look like, uh, look like he plays the part, but he definitely is under the same mold as these combo point guards. There's no true point guards no more. It's like Russell Westbrook, Steve Rose, um, you know, all these guys that can really score first, Damian Lillard, even Steph Curry. So if, if they point guards, uh, Luca is definitely a point guard. Um, he's not a traditional point guard. He's not a Chris Paul. I'll say that. Uh, question was the top five players. Yeah, I, I just I just feel like that was, you know, that's a premature statement, of course, because John Moran is not, I don't want to say not close, but he's definitely not top five. Definitely top five. He 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 can be arguably top ten, you know. So saying top five is a little bit too far for me. But with that being said, he's still a good player. He's still up and coming. He's still on the radar. But he's definitely he didn't crack that top five. But I like his confidence too. Mm-hmm. Of the confidence, um, as as Kelvin said, uh, I would say Kyrie for sure. I mean Kyrie, he's he, you know right now he's playing on another level. Um, I would say Steph, I'd say Dame, um, I'd say obviously CP3. If we include Luca, definitely Luca. I wouldn't put, you know, I, you know, y'all, y'all don't, y'all aren't big on the Aaron Fox, but I think him and Aaron Fox are neck and neck. The Aaron Fox is a bowler. Uh, I also wouldn't put him above Ben Simmons uh, or Kyle Lowry in terms of veteran point guard. So, um, I mean, I think talent wise, yeah, he's better than Kyle Lowry. He can score more than Ben, but in terms of, what are you doing at the highest level? I mean, to be a top five point guard, you're, you're, you should be transforming your franchise mm-hmm. or doing something spectacular because the ball is in your hand. You're leading that team. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I agree with you guys. I don't think he's top five. Like, I'm not going to bash. I mean, not like I bash anyone anyway, but I'm not going to bash him because I feel like this is a future conversation and we will be here saying he is eventually a a top five guard it's just not today and um I agree with all the guys I mean the guys listed the guys I would have listed um as like top five this season so shout out to him I mean he plays exceptionally well he'll get there he's just not there today so that's that's kind of where I am with it. And if I could add something, uh, not to delay the, com- the point of the conversation, mm-hmm. you know, this past era of point guards has been a 
there it's hard to crack the top 10 lists for years because you had a lot of high quality point guards that came to the league over these past 10 years. Now I will say, as you put, as you said, Dion, that he is going to be in that conversation soon, but you have an era that has to die a little bit before he gets into that un, undeniable, unarguable top five. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. With the, with the exception of Luca, because he broke right in there. Right, right, right. Right, true, true. And how old is Luca? Is he like only 21 or something? 21, 22, something like that. Oh my gosh. So he has like another 18 years to play if he's on like the LeBron um, meal plan. Nice. But yeah, he'll get there. I just think it's premature. But I, I can't knock the young baller for putting himself up there. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you got to bet on yourself sometimes. Just, you know, we not betting on you, but definitely bet on yourself. Until next time. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes. Please remember to follow us, like, share. We are on Facebook and Instagram. Our Facebook handle is at a lady and that is the and sign, some dudes. Our handle on Instagram is a lady and some dudes. Everything is spelled out. So that's a lady, A and D, some dudes. Until next time. <laughs>